hey, I want you to know I like you and this feels really nice, but I want to be clear that what I'm looking for is X, Y, and Z. And I'm very, very sure of that. And so you're great and wonderful. And I've appreciated this time so far. But if what you are not looking for is X, Y, or Z, then I'd rather not be intimate or physical with you right now. And it's all peace and love. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Hello and Goodbye. I have such an amazing guest for you today. He is the founder of a very popular dating app and the interview was just really incredible and I I really loved where the conversation was taken. So I am going to keep this intro short and sweet for you guys so we can get as quickly into the interview as possible. So just to give you a little update on what's happening in my life, dating is definitely still at a standstill. I've had zero luck with any dating apps. I have noticed that the conversation goes to sex very quickly or asking me to come to their house within the first (laughs) like four texts. So obviously, They are not practicing social distancing and looking for hookups. That has been my experience. Obviously, not all men. And I'm sure uh, women are, you know, hooking up as well. So I just, you guys know, that's not my thing. And I'm looking for a real relationship, someone who is interested in, in investing in me in a real romantic way. So that leads me into something very exciting. I have officially decided to do the coaching program with Dr. Morgan Anderson. So if you listen to episode 15, which is all about attachment styles, she's an amazing psychologist who has created this program to empower women to begin to find the tools in order to establish secure and loving relationships. And, you know, I think it's time. I have all of the awareness of why I deal with anxiety in my dating life. And so now I'm ready to kind of dive into that and and figure out some tools and see where it takes me. And I want to be very clear that I'm not doing the program because I want to find someone right away and get married. I'm doing it more so because I know that the struggles that I have with dating are not doing any good for me and they're standing in my way. And even if I start dating someone that doesn't work out, I still want to be able to come to that relationship feeling secure in myself. So I'm really excited about this. And what I will be doing is it's an eight-week program. So I will be giving you guys updates on what I'm learning in the program, my experience through it. I will also be coming on her podcast, which is called Let's Be Vulnerable, at the end of the program to talk about my experience. So I will keep you guys updated on that so you can go check out that episode as well. So yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited about that. And that starts June 1st, so it's coming up really soon. 
I also want to remind you guys that my Patreon account is live and it's just a way for you guys to support the podcast in a financial way if you have those resources. Of course, if you don't, just listening to the episodes and sharing the podcast with your friends is such an amazing way to show your support. But if you are able to, you know, there's three tiers. The lowest tier is three bucks a month. It's less than a coffee that you would get at a coffee shop. And it's just a way of showing that you're part of the hive. The next tier is $10. You get to have access to exclusive videos, including interviews with guests that I've had that I have the recorded video of us doing the interview. And then the third tier is $20, but that also includes bonus episodes that I'm going to be putting up, including my very first bonus episode that is up right now that talks about kind of how I even decided to start the podcast, all of the details of getting it started. And then Jared comes on for the second part of it. And we kind of just have a really candid conversation about some of the anxieties and hardship that I've had through the podcast. So if you're interested in listening to that episode, you can become a queen bee, which is the highest tier. And, you know, I don't think there's any like monthly commitment. So even if you just did one month to listen to the episode, then I'm sure you can cancel for the second month as well. So go check that out. It's www.patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. You can also go to my Instagram at hello and goodbye podcast. And there's a link in my bio that will take you right there. And then I just want to remind you guys, can you just take 20 seconds to head over to the Apple Podcast app. Type in hello and goodbye in your search button. And if you can leave a rating or even a review, I would just so, so appreciate that. And again, just thank you guys for all of your support. It keeps me going. I just, I love getting your messages of encouragement and how this podcast has really helped you through certain things or your favorite episodes. And I just, yeah, I really appreciate it. And I also want to say too, you know, while this podcast is mainly geared towards women, um, I really appreciate my male listeners. And I know you're out there and I love your support. And anything that I say in respect to women you know, you can always reverse that to the other side of it. I know that women can also be very hard to date. They can also ghost. They can also do all of these other things that aren't the greatest. So I understand that. But as a woman, I'm, I'm mostly talking to women, right? Because the experience that I've had is all with men, right? And and that also goes for the LGBTQ community. You know, obviously, this can all be translated. And I really want to help everybody who's dating. So but yeah, this is mainly geared towards women. Women are probably my most prominent audience. But I, I love you guys, the men that listen to this podcast and support and actually, my Patreon subscribers are 
predominantly men. So thank you guys. I really, really appreciate you. Okay, so I'm just going to talk about a partner really quick and then we will dive right in. So thank you to VFresh for partnering with Hello and Goodbye. VFresh makes vaginal self-care simple and empowers women to take charge of their vaginal needs. The founder of VFresh knew that there was a more effective option than antibiotics and created her own line. The V-Cleanse is a pharmaceutical grade pure boric acid, a vaginal pH balancer, which reduces and controls yeast and bacterial infections. And if you suffer from UTIs or want to even be preventative, you can also find V-Tract, which maintains, flushes, and clears urine impurities while promoting healthy urinary tract function for long-term wellness. I cannot recommend these products enough being someone who has dealt with chronic infections um, in my 30s. Boric acid has been such a great tool to balance out the pH, to uh, prevent infections, and, and also treat them. I've also been taking the V-Track daily just as a preventative measure, and I really, really love it. So obviously, consult your doctor if you have any issues that aren't going away or infections that aren't getting better and and just make sure that you stay healthy and and take care of yourself. So if you would like to purchase these products at 10% off, you can go to www.vfresh.com and use code all capital hello 2020 to receive again 10% off your order. Oh, and www.vfresh. So V is V-E-E fresh.com. So anyway, go check them out. And I think we are all ready to get into the interview. Again, I hope you guys enjoy. And here we go. All right, you guys. Well, I'm so excited to bring on my next guest. He is the founder of J Swipe, the number one dating app for Jewish singles. Please welcome David Yaris. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming on. I'm excited. I've been following you for a while on social media. And um, I really like kind of what you put out there. And I'm really curious to know about you and kind of your history and how you got started with the dating app and what that's been like. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you live now, how old you are? I'm from Miami Beach, Florida, uh, born and raised. That's actually where I am now for quarantine back home with the fam. So it's like staying in my childhood bedroom and like just been a whole, whole sorts of funny and interesting. I, I, I came here both to help make sure that my dad was going to like take it as seriously as I think he you know should uh, be. Mm-hmm. And, and to just have this weird sort of window of time where it's the longest I've been back home in like, 10 plus years like usually I'm in and out for like a weekend a long weekend maybe a holiday but like a month plus and and running it's just it's with the rest of the world kind of like on pause it's been you know a really you know uh inadvertent like gift and and really special you know time and it's also like a a blessing and a gift and you know privilege to be able to have this time be a gift when it's also really you know hard and lots of you know pain and suffering for so many. So acknowledging yeah. that, but yes. um, yeah. Whew. It's very interesting. 
I think there's a lot of, and we talk about the quarantine a lot on the podcast, but there's a lot of good that's coming out of it. And it's, it's easy to get lost in all the negative that's happening. But yeah, I mean, I agree. This is the closest I've been with my family in a long time. And um, you know, like a humanity is coming out and people are helping other people and the environment is healing. So, I mean, that's a great way to look at it is just kind of being grateful that you get to spend time with your family. So where, where do you actually live? I live in, uh, Brooklyn and Williamsburg, uh, in New York. And I've been there for, well, I've been in New York for about 10 years and I've been in Brooklyn for about maybe five or six of them. Okay. And I've been to Brooklyn one time and I love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's dope. I love it so much. I'm like, one time, one time. Wow. We got to get here. We got to get you out to Brooklyn. You got to do like, you know, your recording episode live from Brooklyn like series. I know. Well, I was supposed to be in this will, this episode will come out later than this, but I was supposed to be in New York May 8th. So obviously that's not happening, but um, okay. And then you are how old? I am 33, June 19th, Gemini. Sup? Gemini. Oh, yeah. I get along well with Geminis. I'm a Libra. Nice. So tell me about a little bit about maybe your, well, when did you decide to start the dating app? Hmm. Well, let's work backwards. We launched uh, during Passover 2014 thinking that that's when everyone would be home with their families and like their aunts and uncles and grandmas would be like nudging them and being like, so like, who are you dating? And you'd be like, ah, and then somehow someone might've heard about J swipe. And then, you know, your grandmother would be telling you to download it. And then luckily it kind of just happened that way and, and Mm -hmm. uh, started growing and going from there. But rewind maybe let's say six, eight months before that, because we launched like pretty much MVP, like, minimally viable product it was pretty buggy but it was a dream and it was it was beautiful and i i really think it was a lot of right place right time right team lots of blessing lots of you know hustle lots of luck but when did i first think of it i jokingly say that i think anyone any jewish person on on tinder thought of jswipe we just did it right we just executed and um and it's and it's true so i would say when i first think of it probably around uh, around the early you know early days of tinder um which was just so disruptive for the not just dating but the way that people connect and and brought such a new light you know seamless uh fascinating technology that connected people um and broke down like walls and you know between you know cultures or communities and really just opened up everyone to you with like one swipe and, you know, in a click of your phone to be there. Mm-hmm. It was so wild. Um, but it wasn't as uh, effective or as efficient for someone if they really, like, really cared about, you know, finding and dating someone Jewish. Because mm-hmm. you don't really know and then you would swipe and then maybe match and then, you know, maybe like your opener would be something like, like, hey, are you Jewish? But that's just weird and it's just not <laughs> unacceptable. It's like the least sexy opener ever. Or you don't ask and then like you keep on chatting and then eventually you get on a date and then you find out. And if it's a deal breaker for you, then you're just being, you know, irresponsible or, you know, uh, disrespectful to both of your times or, you know, either way. And so it, the, uh, the need was there. I felt it. Um, and we just set out to like make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And is it worldwide? 
Yeah, worldwide. It is. Okay. And have you had like a huge, like how many people estimated use it? It's it's crazy. So we have over a million users around the world. Um, wow. It used to be early, you know, early first few years, it used to be like primarily millennial, you know, you know our generation, but now it really spans like you know, a pretty broad audience. We've had uh, over 10,000 uh, marriages, successful, happy, wow. you know, loving people. We've had a bunch of J-Swipe babies, which is wild and <laughs> weird. Um, and yeah, just lots of love, you know, spreading love. Yeah, that's amazing. How are you keeping track of that? So it's only from people who, who message us. Where it's okay. it's it's such an interesting weird industry or space to be in because whereas with most businesses when you know you want to foster brand loyalty and brand love and that what that means usually is like you'll buy them forever like I use Apple my things are Apple I like I'm brand loyal you know, yeah yeah you know forever or until something else with dating apps like if we're successful you delete us like you should delete us and if you don't I mean you know I guess to each their own but like and so it's a, and so in that sort of delete you know, like you delete us probably i presume a couple months to longer than that before you get engaged get married have a kid and so it's really we re- we only report out from the stories that people get back to us on so i'm sure there's many more successful stories then uh, you know we, we can only imagine yeah. <laughs> can you give us a little bit so I, I don't know how many Jewish listeners I have, and this may be a really stupid question, but do you have to be Jewish to use J-Swipe? No, so uh, it's not a stupid question, and you, you, you definitely do not have to be Jewish to, to use J-Swipe. We have um, a couple of different settings when you sign up, and like, it's like, like the regular apps, you put in like where you live, your, your bio, et cetera. And then you can put in your like Jewish preferences, which is both what you're looking for and then how you would identify. And so there's in the how you identify, it's like uh, just Jewish, reform, conservative, traditional, orthodox, willing to convert or other. And so uh, we have, uh, I think, maybe five to 10 percent of the audience is within the willing to convert or other, you know, bucket. But anyone can use it. I guess I would just think like if I were like, I'm not Jewish, I'm Christian in in a liberal sense, but I would think if a Jewish guy were to go on J swipe, they'd probably want a Jewish girl, right? Like what are the chances they wouldn't? I, you know, the funniest story, I think, well, no, there's been some pretty wild stories that I've heard of, but one really funny one was, I don't remember which, like someone that I knew from either college or high school or some chapter of life Apparently, he was friends with two people who got married, both of them from J-Swipe. Neither of them were Jewish. So <laughs> they both wondered. I, I, I don't know. That was an interesting one. But to your point, yes. And we empower like the user to, to, to determine, you know, what they're looking for within the settings that they're. So let's say you're, you know, uh, 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 traditional and you only want to meet someone who else who is traditional Jewishly. What does traditional mean? Like, what are the differences? To me, that's one that I didn't feel early on that I was able to personally identify with any of the like specific buckets that we gave that are like the traditional buckets. Yeah. And so instead, I made one that felt more you know resonant to me, which is like eh, traditional. Like I do my thing. I figure you know um, I'm also you know I don't know exploring and in, in, like in sort of understanding this newly for me, and I still do enjoy certain traditions like Shabbat and other things. So oh, let's put so it's more of like a catch-all. 
because the other catch-all was just Jewish, which just meant like it, they're both kind of broadly defined. Right. But anyway, let's say it's like, let's say you are quote traditional and you wanted to find someone else who is traditional. You can turn off all the other filters. So you're only seeing Got people it. who are. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. So can you take us through? So I'm going to tell you about my experience on J-Swipe just from this last week, because I wanted to try it out before I interviewed Oh boy. You. Oh boy. But can you um, just give my listeners a breakdown of how the app works compared to maybe other dating apps? So I'd say it works mostly like, you know, any any um, modern dating app that you're used to. You sign up through Facebook or something and you connect, uh, you upload your photos, your bio, um, you set your filter parameters. So filters are, you know, geo preferences, like how far do you want to be dating, your age preferences, and then your Jewish preferences. And in, that, in this case, it's like, um, are you kosher? And are you looking for someone who's kosher or not kosher? And then um, the denominations like we just discussed. And then you're, then you're swiping. And so then you're into like the, the typical swipe feed, which everything else really functions the same as any, you know, sort of swipe dating app, which is, match chats messages there are a couple of other features but yeah is there an algorithm to who shows up on your profile or is it just kind of whoever is in the location settings no there's there's a light algorithm but i, I wouldn't say it's like like deep deep science i'd love it to be a little more robust but i mean it's based on uh activity so how active user is so if you're more active you'll be shown you know more recently or like higher in the higher in the match pool than others. Okay. Um, likelihood, like there's a couple things going into likelihood to match. Did someone already swipe on you? It's not, but it's nothing. It's not like it's nothing crazy. Okay. And then is it free? Do you pay for the app? It's free. Meum, right? So like most apps, it's it's free. You can Everyone can use all, all of the standard features for free. And then there are some other features that are cool. Uh, should someone, you know, want to plus up their account with a little extra Yeah. And then does the, does it matter who mag- messages first or is it? No, anyone can message first. Yeah. How do you feel about messaging first? Um, Honest, real talk. I hate it. <laughs> I, I have mostly used, so I don't want to be plugging other apps um, because you know, you're on and I want to honor your space, but you know, I have mostly used Bumble and Hinge. Um, and I, I just think guys have gotten really lazy and they on Bumble, I just feel like it's kind of like, it takes away the, the chasing of the man a little bit. And like, you know, I'm already, I mean, I, I know that's like kind of a broad statement, but, um, I would rather, I don't like Tinder but I would rather get the first message and feel a little chased. And because I'm such a bold personality, I so easily do the chasing that like, I'd like to step back. And it's just annoying coming up with some cheeky sentence. And it's really just about your looks anyway. You know, it doesn't matter what you say. So I don't know, what are your thoughts on it? Um, on, on women messaging first or on being the one that asked the message first or both? both like i fully welcome you know if if um a woman messages first like great cool it's like i don't think anything differently if anything i'm like oh word like okay cool um and what are my thoughts about messaging first Eh, you know it's interesting like you said i mean it's almost it's it's just a game it's just this weird and i'm not i'm not into games i'm not saying it like that i'm just meaning like 
it's so it's what's ridiculous is how removed from actually like like the the real open open dialogue or like of a real honest conversation is from that first point of contact that first point of contact hopefully you're at the very least not saying hey right or hey there or like whatever the you know top hundred thing you know people are just getting haze all the time and you know the, in my mind ultimately and that's why I think what Hinge did was was really really brilliant was it prompts a thoughtful opener right it's like if you're let's say if you if you're only commenting on either nothing or on like looks it's like come on brah right like anyone can do that right and in this sort of swipe 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 or just quick touch mentality uh you have to credit someone who who goes that extra step to give a little more a little more thought and personalization like a little to the a nice touch to that message and so my thoughts are it's funny because it's like, uh, but also I get it. And also, I don't know, respect. <laughs> and I appreciate it when, 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 you know, ladies would, will, 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 if they feel like, okay, you know, this one, I'm going to, I presume that someone who's sending that first message, I mean, maybe this is just, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I presume that it's not something like they're doing on the regular. Hopefully I feel like it's more like, a, oh, okay, like maybe I'll try it this time, but either sure. way. I respect it. I respect yeah. the hustle on both sides. <laughs> yeah. Are you able to see inside people's profiles and do you have like good opener lines that you feel have worked the best? Like, do you have any advice for my listeners in, in terms of that? Opener lines? Um, I feel like I heard a really funny thing once. No, I don't have specific opener lines other than like make it personal like or make it funny. Just don't make it, you know, just show that it's actual you know, not mind numbing, you know, copy paste, you know, conversation style, but actually something, you know, is unique about you and about them. So, but that I'd say more, I mean, I do have lots of thoughts about general online dating practice or practices, right. In order to uh, help people find whatever they're, what, what they're looking for, but we could save that for maybe later if you want to. Well, I would love to hear it now. Um, okay, let's see where to start. It, well, first, let's divide it by like, like brass tacks, actually, like the profile and the platform itself. So photos, you for some reason, some people use and, and smart apps are now pro, like preventing this from happening. But some, some people like only use one photo, only use two photos. In my mind, if you ever see one photo on a profile, you're always kind of like, eh, like, is, is that a, is it a real person? Is it a real profile? Even two, it's like, like, in this day and age, if we all have a smartphone that you have your app on, like you must have more than two photos. So it's all just a little, eh. I agree. I would use all of the photo slots that they offer. Um, and I would use it to share sort of a broad, like visual storytelling about who you are and what you're about and what you love. And, you know, anything that, that helps t- like paint a rounded picture of, of like you and all, in all sides of, you know, I don't know your, your personality. So if you like outdoors, I'm sure there's an outdoorsy shot. If you like traveling, if you have a puppy, don't be the tiger photo person. Like, Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I think visual storytelling selling oh, also just some, it's so interesting because for me, some of these are just like so obvious, but I get, and it's not, I don't think it's because I've been like thinking about, you know, apps for a while. I just think it's like, generally speaking, don't be where's Waldo. And where's Waldo is like, when you know, no, it's like all group shots and, you, and yes. you're spending more time guessing who that person is. And you're hoping it's the cute one in like page three or like photo four, <laughs> but you don't know. And then like, uh, says so don't be where's Waldo. And if you're going to be, cause I, I remember, cause I've asked some people once, they're like, Hey, 
So I'm just like, what's up with all those like <laughs> like all the group chats? And they're like, oh, like, some people have said like, oh, like well, I forgot how they phrased it, but something like, oh, you know, I just don't like taking like photos by myself. Like, okay, I get it, I guess, but like at least one. If you're gonna be where's Waldo inclined, at least put one shot of just you, so we know who it is in the group chats we're looking for. So uh, that's one. Um, I mean, I think some of the others with us. So, okay, cool. Photos, we got it. Don't be with Waldo. I don't know how you feel about like shirtless selfies. I know that there's lots of people have strong feelings about those. I, you know, whatever, don't have them myself, but I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Maybe we could have this conversation. Do you have any thoughts on photos and pictures? So my, so I have a, a sidekick that comes on and, and for a lot of the episodes, his name is Jared. And we have both used dating apps a lot. And so we, episode four is all about dating apps. And we, everything you just said is literally what we said. Um, I personally, it's a turnoff for me to have a shirtless selfie. Um, I, because I don't want someone who's narcissistic. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not saying if you post a, a shirtless selfie, you're narcissistic, but I think for me, I would want someone who is going to portray a little bit of their personality versus their how good their body looks. Um, I'm not personally a fan of like gym selfies or um, like holding the fish. I mean, it's so funny because men, it's like they're so clueless of what is stimulating to women and like a man holding a fish or a gun like i don't know i'm not every woman but to me that's like what are you what what are you doing like you know what would be great and you know as many animal photos dogs um hiking photos sport anytime someone's like kicking a soccer ball i'm like oh yeah that's for me you know so it's like it's i, I mean the truth is is everyone is different, right? And everyone's going to be attracted to something different. But I think there are these basic rules. And Jared and I joke about with the Where's Waldo pictures, that if there's someone else in the picture, that's hotter, like that immediately X's you out. So in my opinion, I don't think I would suggest not having any photos with anybody else in them, unless you're really, really hot. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you say that. It's actually one that I don't usually talk about because I, I feel like kind of like bad talking about it. But um, and my favorite thing to think about and study and learn is let's call it like human behavior or social psychology, specifically like the subconscious mind, what we think without thinking, realize that we're that we're actually thinking. And there's something called framing, which is basically uh, there, there's a couple different ways that framing, you know, can take place. But if I basically gave you, or that's priming, basically exactly what you're saying. If you're like, if you're framing with accidentally, because like it's your best friend and they're like, just like yeah. super good looking, et cetera. Um, you're actually doing yourself like worse off than had that picture not been there. So yeah, yes, totally. I agree. Totally. Okay. So what do you, so now let's dive into um, like the conversation do's and don'ts. What are cool. your thoughts on that? Uh, well, one before last profile element is is bio use a bio. If it's use or don't use, use a bio. It doesn't need to be long and robust. It's, you know, it could be a funny thing. It could be I, it could, I guess a couple of emojis. Like maybe you could say something more. If you, I personally am a fan, and I, I, I this is totally to each their own. I'm a fan of um, the Insta uh, like inclusion because for me, you can tell a lot more about like my life, my vibe, my, like who I am by my Insta than, than a couple of photos in a bio on, on social or on, on, on a dating app. But, um, so for people who feel inclined to do that, I think, I think it only helps. 
And then other, so use bio. Then as it relates to first message or messaging, I think for, I don't know, I've always, I've always sort of preached and practiced the premise of match, to, you know, develop rapport, like get off app, right? No one's trying to have a pen pal. No one's trying to have this ongoing, you know, back and forth flow. It's like, for me, it's like, what is the uh, minimum amount of back and forth that until I get comfortable, like until I feel like they'll be like, oh yeah, sure. Here, here's a, here's my number or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. And so to do that, I don't know. I would let now, I mean, from on the other side of it, knowing that my interest, for example, would be like match, have this, whatever. It, it's almost like what we were talking about earlier, like that first, you know, few back and forths. Most of the time I feel like is it's all, it's like not enjoyable for either person usually, because if, you know, at least at this point, everyone's been using these for a while. You're it's like, you're, you're you've had the same conversation so many times. So Knowing that, and ultimately the magic happens, you know, in person or now in quarantine, it's on FaceTime or on Zoom or whatever it may be. What from your end is the, you know, what, what, are, what are the most, you know, important elements to a conversation that has you say, that has you A, either respond, I'm sure you don't respond to all, and B, like, be like, oh, hmm, okay. And you know, then give out your number or your Insta and which one do you prefer at being asked for, et cetera. I agree. The biggest thing that I struggle with dating apps is the small talk. And so as quick as we can get out of the small talk, the better. I really appreciate laughing and like there has to be banter. And then the guy has to ask questions. Like so many times I've found that I'm the one like keeping the conversation going. And this is where kind of like the laziness comes in. And I'm sure this is on both sides. I'm sure women do this as well. But I want someone who's engaging in a conversation with me that's not taking two days to message me back. I want to message for maybe a couple hours. And then I like it when the guy says, hey, can I get your number? Or here's my number. And then we get off the apps. And then I prefer to try and meet up or FaceTime within 24 hours. (laughs) Because I do not want to waste my time. I don't want to waste my time. And for me, I've gone on so many first dates from dating apps where there's been absolutely no chemistry. We talked for a week and I'm like, that week of my life, I do not have, I can't get that back, you know? So, um, you know, I understand some people are a little bit more hesitant to do that so quickly, but that's why I think it's important to meet in a public place, coffee shop, one drink, you know, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I have two thoughts, Um, but before I forget both of them, let's see. So the first one is, well, I'll go with the one I remember. Let's say outside of quarantine or generally, um, what are your thoughts on like a first date via Zoom? And maybe it wouldn't be phrased that way. Maybe like first date, you know, norm, in normal days or normal life. But like, what are your thoughts of a first conversation or a pre- prereq before you meeting meet someone offline via yeah. FaceTime? So that is my biggest advice is to do that. So I... I always try to meet the person virtually first because you can tell a little bit more if there's chemistry. And the only thing for me is it's not 100%. I have virtually communicated with someone and felt chemistry and then met them in person and did it. So that's the only thing. Like, I don't think it's 100%. But I think you can get an idea if there is some sort of chemistry there. And so I think that's a great idea. Do you guys have a video app? No, we don't. But for for the last 
for the last, you know, several years, um, I've been, I've been, you know, I've been talking about the idea of like the first day via FaceTime. Uh, it just, and I, you said a little bit more, I think you, I agree that it's not a hundred percent, but you can definitely get for me, like, I don't know, three to five X more clarity on like, even I feel like what it does is, and maybe this is the same type of date that you're talking about. I feel like one out of every three on, like online like dates or, or dating app driven dates, um, first dates, like one out of three, you get there and like almost instantly, no, it's not your person. Yes. And it's like, I, so what I think that the, the video can do, even if it's not a hundred percent bulletproof is, is really tighten that up. And so that it, like, it, it, it at least eliminates the show up and no instantly. Yes. Um, and which is it, which is, you know, in, in these day and age, we're all busy. We all have things going on. Like, like you said, it's a week of your life. It's an, it's etc. I think we can, we can streamline that. And one of the things I'm most, you know, uh, curious, one of the things I'm most curious about as it relates to, uh, I guess, what life will be like post, you know, post Corona or post post quarantine is how some of the things that we've, you know, all now been experiencing, like staying at home, Zoom with our families, Zoom for, you know, I don't know, holidays, Zoom for work, and also FaceTime for states or whatever that may be. What, what will it leave behind? Uh, and as, as it relates to like new norms, what new norms will there be? Because for example, let's say not dating specific, but I, you know, uh, I get, I see my family, my extended family once or twice a year for holidays. And then over Corona, we've had, you know, two or three all extended family like Zooms. And that's really nice. Like, I actually kind of think that that can and maybe should like be something we continue to do, you know, ongoing, regardless of quarantine or not. As it relates to dating, I think that if I'm glad that you you're saying that that's already something that you've been you've been on the on the video jump off because I lots of times I've I, when I've talked about it, I ended up getting more resistance, I think, from people than like than like, fuck, yeah. Um, but I think what this really did was this this accelerated everyone through the adoption curve of like like loose checking it out to like maybe I'll give it a shot all the way through just cause it's going to be with us for a little longer, like all the way through to like proficiency and maybe somewhat comfort. So I think the ability or the, the, you know, awkwardness maybe of asking someone if they wanted to you know have a FaceTime before meeting them, which might've been there before, I think we'll, we'll, we'll have dissipated a, a fair amount by the end of this. I absolutely agree. I've, I found that. So I haven't been on the dating apps for quarantine. I kind of chose to take a hiatus from dating. So in the past, when I've asked to video chat before, I get about 50-50 of the guys that are like, yeah, sure, why not? And then the other, they're, they're like, why? That's weird. No, that's too awkward. And to be honest, like if they say that's weird and awkward, then it, they're out. Oh, <laughs> they're oh. out because it's like, are you not mature enough to have, like, do you realize what we're trying to do here? Like we're trying to date, right? Like I, I and I want to ask you about the hookup culture in a second, but you know, I'm trying to date. I'm trying to date. I'm trying to find my person. And, you know, I'm not saying if I find my person, I need to be in a relationship and engaged in a month. Like, duh. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I like guys are so afraid of that. And it's like, no, I just, I want to find someone who thinks I'm special and I think they're special and we get along well. So if you are embarrassed or shy to like FaceTime with me first before meeting me, like that, that's to turn off to me. Totally, totally get that. And my, when you were saying that, it made me think about like, I feel like there's 
and this may be the experience for, you know, anyone or, or everyone is that like when you're on these apps, it gets almost like the, it's kind of monotonous, like just more yeah. people, more, more of the same drama yeah. you don't want to have like, okay, so, okay. Da, da. And so most of the time, like, I feel like there's a bell curve, like everything. And like, there's like, maybe it's the 80, 20 rule where like there's 20% of the people you match with, like are actually like maybe your people, people you're curious about. And for me, the, hearing someone who you, you've matched with, I presume you've already been chatting with a, li- a bit like before you prompt them with a FaceTime. Oh, absolutely. And so it's like, at that point, if they're not up to, you know, A, even if, even if, even if it makes them uncomfortable, but knowing that it's something that's important to you, if you're like, hey, did it, I like to, you know, maybe do this, but if they're not even open to hearing or feeling out the fact that, you know, this might make me feel a little funny, but it's important to you and I want to get to know you. So, okay, sure. Like, A, you should screen that person out anyways, you know, potentially. Absolutely. Um, and B, it also makes me think that it's just someone who's like approaching it from like a little, a little like a, a further, like a little looser, looser touch. Like they're not really as engaged as seemingly the type of, you know, as you are in the journey and as the person that you're looking for in the journey. And so it's, it's, I, I think that's a, First of all, I, I like that you do it, and I also fully agree that if they're not, if they, if they're not like, okay, let's let's try this, even if it makes them feel a little funny, but they still do it, um, then I, I think filtering them out is is a good call because they don't sound like your person. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and I guess to roundabout answer your question, um, yeah, I hope that it post quarantine, I think people will kind of get used to it. I mean, um, I love that. So I want to talk about it in a second my experience on your app but you know when I first signed on to your app you're like you pop up first and it's like do you want to match with David Yaris and I'm like of course like this super hot picture of you so I click the heart and then it like goes to messages and it's like this message of like during this quarantine we want to make sure you guys are all practicing like safe social distancing so we encourage you to use and I just thought it was a really thoughtful message and kind of a way to interact with the users um and I, I hope that it helps some people grow up a little bit, you know, to be like, oh, okay. You know, I wonder, so I, there's two things that's going to happen from this quarantine. One, I think it's either going to wake up some men that they're like, you know what? I think I need to settle down. Like, I don't want to be alone if there's a crisis. And I think like, you know, they're having to work a little harder right now. They're not just swiping and then heading over to the house, you know, they're having to put in the effort. So either we're going to come out of this with guys settling down a little bit more relationships starting, or <laughs> all these pent up like fuck boys are going to go wild, wild. Like I've heard some crazy stories of like exes hitting you up. Um, all these guys like being like, um, I, I'm, I'm not sick. Like, why can't I just come over and like all this stuff? And I just, I'm really like, I'm, I'm scared for them that they're not going to make it. I'm not going to make any sense because I almost feel like Darwinism. You know what I mean? Like. If people like, if they're if not, what, what do you mean by not going to make it? Like, I, I mean, I'm being facetious, but like, as in, are they going to survive the quarantine because they're not able to go have, you know, oh, got it, got it, got casual it, got it. sexual experiences, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of people that, well, okay. I don't want to say there's a lot, but I'm sure there are men and women out there who sleep with multiple people a week, you know, that's just kind of their MO. So obviously you can't, 
well, you're not supposed to be doing that right now. But yeah, I made I just made a joke, like I made a meme that's like, not only is this going to be a year of global recession, but it's going to be like the year of the fuckboy recession. And, you know, it's, um, it'll just be really interesting. And I'm, I'm curious, what is your take on the hookup culture? And do you see in your app specifically, do you see do you think people are more serious about finding a relationship or do you still think there's that aspect of the hookup culture in it? Mm, so interesting. Well, for, uh, okay, I'll answer, but then I have a question for you. My answer is, I think that, well, so first of all, what do I think is I think to each their own, whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat, whatever is your, you know, whatever your jam, as long as you're um, open, like it's disclosed and in integrity, have you know, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, mutual like if you disclose what your intention is and what you're looking for and they're like oh yeah that sounds great this i'm on that i'm on that same page let's go beautiful whatever you know what i mean to each their own um it's when there's a misaligned of you know misaligned expectations or misaligned or like or omission of like certain things of of yeah, i guess you know interest like what they're looking for not talking about not having certain conversations uh, in order to avoid having to get the you know definitive like I don't know, DTR or, or any of these things, that's when it becomes more of a, you know, more of a, a red flag. Um, and then as it relates to on, on JSwipe, I think that by definition, because it's a space that because of like the Jewish filter, it's already like one level more, let's call it like intentional than just uh, is something else in the sense that if people are going there for that, it's usually, it's not that their parents and their grandparents said like, you have to only date and hook up with someone Jewish, right? It's probably because the pressure that they got was you have to marry someone Jewish or something like that. And so if that's the lens that you like, that's already sort of the filter for what's sort of bringing people in, um, you know, broadly, of course, it's not just only for that, but um, I think it's already, you'll have less, you know, shenanigans on there just by, by design or by definition. Uh, Mm -hmm. However, it's an interesting question because I, I think that with our generation, um, for, with a lot of like with the prolifer- proliferation of you know dating apps and technology with uh, at, ma- at marriage and other things like homeowner and kids or all the like things like pre- previous um, like metrics around like growing up or previous like sort of milestones for let's call it growing up all moving much later than our parents and grandparents generations there's this like large window of time when um, I think that you know, it's it's a it, it's possible that it's it's not white or black but it's gray, and what I mean by that is like lots of people will ask because we get uh, in response to or it, the message that you said that you got when you know on the app when you signed up like hey how's it going and now it says about responsible like date responsibly like date from home it also usually says something like tell us a story if you have any questions if you have any ideas and so we're always getting feedback and like you know comments from our community and. One of the things that people have requested more than once is the idea of um, like, what are you looking for? And I think some some more sites than apps have it still, but it's like like hooking up or friendship right. or like love or a marriage or whatever. And and I and, and that's I think part of like generation one dating technology, like websites, like when back in the day that they all had that filter, and I think some still do. The challenge with that is I think that if we look at you know, all of the marriages have like from J swipe or let's even say from something like Tinder. Right. If, but let's use, let's use J swipe for this example. 
how many of that, like, you don't know what exactly, like, I'm sure they're all ultimately not, you know, actually, no, I don't want to, I'm not sure about that. But <laughs> if we ask them, like, what are you looking for? I'm sure that many of the the matches that were made and then ended up becoming happy couples and then ended up getting married or whatever, were not people who only for sure would have said, I'm looking for marriage. It's like, yes. I'm looking like, and frankly, if I had that option, like, it's like presented to me in an app, I don't want to be the asshole who says I'm looking for fun. Like, ugh. Like I, there's like, I feel like some weirdness around that. So I don't want to have to be presented that as a user and have to put that out. And I don't believe that, that people really know, because like, if you meet your person and like, you know, and the vibe is just right. And it's like, you know, I don't know, uh, fireworks of, of, of like, like energy and connection, like, like regardless of what setting you were on, that I think that's how it works. And I, if wouldn't it have been a shame had you guys not been on the same setting, right? To you know to not have had that opportunity. So it's interesting in general because I think lots of times, at least for our generation, people are you know a little more uh, open to the, uh, a range of experiences that they're going to have from these types of apps or tools or whatever, and um, and then. And then based on the people that they meet and the connections that they have, it sort of, you know, flows from there. However, I'll also say that I, I have great respect for the people who, who just put it right out there. Some people, like you see it on their bio, it's like, like serious relationship only, like no hookups or like whatever. And like respect, I actually, that's, I encourage that. So if someone's so, if someone's so clear that that's what they're looking for, put it out there, right? Be, be straight up, be fully expressed and be like exactly you in the, in the experience, just so you make sure that you, you know, you filter out anyone who, who isn't, you know, isn't looking for that from get. Yeah, I agree. Do you remember your question that you had for me? Uh, oh yes. Thank you. Um, could you help? So I know I feel like I'm like a year too late on this, but like help me understand the, a couple core elements um, of uh, fuckboy. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, well, it would be someone that would play with your emotions. So it would be unintentionally. Intentionally. So someone who, well, intentionally or subconsciously, you know, mm. like they maybe don't know that they're doing it, but deep down they do. Someone who ultimately is is looking for sex and ends up using women for their own pleasure and typically disregards the feelings of others to meet their own needs, you know, and that's a, that's a very mature way of, of putting it, you know, in less mature words, it would just be someone who needs to get off and, and he doesn't care who he fucks. And, you know, it's like, um, and it's interesting because it's like you see all these memes that's like women watch out for fuckboys and blah, blah blah because oftentimes they they know what to say. It's like they know what to say. They know what to say, how to trick the woman and and it's almost like because they there's like this addictiveness to it because they offer, they seem to offer what every woman wants and they'll say all the things that you want to hear. Like, for instance, oh my gosh, you're so special or I really like you, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden they're gone or, and then they, they, or they hit you up at 1am. What you doing? You know? So I think just to summarize people who <laughs> need to go to therapy <laughs> and uh, who are probably really insecure and looking for validation in the wrong places. Mm, okay, interesting. 
So is there is there such a thing as fuck girl? You know, that's a good question. So I actually, it's so funny. I had this kind of like Instagram debate today because I commented on Insta singles meme. So I guess they would just be unfortunately called sluts. Mm. But uh, so I, we don't need to take too much time on this, but it's interesting because I feel like, I don't know, it's, it's a sensitive subject. It's, like, I feel like it's just, it's just, it's so tricky because I feel like no matter what we say, like someone's going to get offended or me, but like, I feel like first that what, what you, the way that you describe a fuck boy, now I get it more, but then I would say that it's used, you know, it's over reported in it or like the amount of use of it, I think doesn't then match up with the, the amount of people that it represents. Cause I hear it all the time. It's every, everyone's don't be a fuckboy, boy. And I don't think that that many dudes are walking around being like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to scheme on this and say the right things. I don't, I don't give them that much credit. I don't think if anything, I think it's maybe like lack of emotional intelligence or EQ and like understanding or sensitivity and like, going with what they like versus like intentionally deceiving or something like that. And by no means, by the way, and I, am I, am I making any excuses for any of them? Those, oh, those people sound horrible. Um, but, but I feel like, ah, it's such an interesting one. Hmm. So, so let me remark on that for a second. So first I want to clarify this, the slut thing. So first of all, I want to say that there's nothing wrong with either party wanting to have sex having casual partners. And like you said, I loved what you said. If the other partner is absolutely aware that that's what you're doing. So my biggest thing with casual sex, I I'm not a casual sex person. I need an emotional intimacy before that happens. But my biggest thing with casual sex is I bookmark for, for follow-up, but keep going. Okay. Um, is I just think a lot of people end up being used and get hurt from that. So as much upfront communication as possible. So, you know, a woman that is very sexually promiscuous or whatever, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you have a healthy sexual relationship with yourself. Um, and that's, you know, and that's something you want to do. Same with a guy. Um, so I, I agree with you that another aspect that could go into a fuck boy would be someone that you said just isn't really emotionally intelligent, doesn't maybe has stuffed down a lot of their feelings and doesn't know what they feel or what they want. And so they meet someone and they think this is what they want and then they sleep with them and they realize that they were attracted to the chase or that's not what they wanted. And then they go to the next girl. So it's funny. I just had an interview with someone about attachment theory. Do you know about attachment mm -hmm. theory? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say maybe fuck boys would be more avoidant attachment. Mm. You know, I'm, totally, um, by the way, I'm, a, I'm not a fuck boy, but I'm totally avoiding attachment. Are you? Yeah. I'm anxious. I don't mm. know if you can tell, but yeah. So I, I think that could be a part of it. So what, uh, what the bookmark, um, the, the premise, no, right. But it was, it was specifically the premise of casual sex implying not having emotional intimacy. Oh. I feel like, I feel like in past experiences I've had, you know, wonderful, you know, connections with people who that that I would say would be would would be like intimate and also was not, let's call it defined or formal. And so, you know, I, I, we could we, we can unpack that later or offline. But I, I think it's an interesting. It's yeah. An interesting, so uh, yeah. I, I agree with you that you can have an emotional intimacy with someone in a casual sexual experience. However, I guess to further 
explain that. For me, there's not a safety in that because that person isn't intentionally pursuing me to be in a relationship with me. And so because there's not an emotional safety, then there's a lack of emotional intimacy for me Mm. because ultimately I believe this person will hurt me because I will likely develop feelings uh, because women are more likely to do that. We release a hormone when we have sex that makes us want to have babies with the man. So we're most likely going to develop an emotional connection. And I just know for myself, because I am that anxious attachment style, that it's not a healthy decision for me. Totally, 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 totally. Okay, so I want to to kind of, I want to tell you about my experience on (laughs) J-Swipe. Okay, well, it's very short lived. So um, I'm still on there. I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to do this dating hiatus, but I wanted to jump on to see the app for myself. Um, so I didn't spend a ton of time on my profile. I just I put other on the on what you were. And, um, and then I put for my choices, I put other or just Jewish. Because I I don't know that it would, I don't know that someone would want to be with me if I, you know. So anyway, I just put that. And then um, I uploaded a few cute pictures and I attached my Instagram. And I just put on my bio like, hey, just here to check it out. So um, I, I, like, I'm not going to lie. There are some hot guys on there. Like, really hot guys that I have not seen on any of the other dating apps. And I was like... Damn. <laughs> uh, nice. Oh, wow. I'm so happy. I'm happy that's your report. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I matched with two guys. I, I only, you know, I only swiped for a little bit, but I matched with two guys and nobody messaged me. <laughs> mm. So I don't know that. I don't think it'll go. In. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in the place in my life where I'm trying to date. So I think, I think when you put, it, that energy out there, I think the the universe feels it, and I think you know people around you feel it too. So if I were like really gung ho, I probably and I spent more time on it. I'm sure maybe something could come up with it, but yeah, no, I was just I was really impressed. It was easy to use. I couldn't get over how hot the men were, <laughs> and there were a ton of guys on there that were just Jewish or other and not necessarily, you know, looking for a Jewish girl. So if you're not Jewish, don't be intimidated to, to use J swipe. Like, you know, because I, I have dated a couple Jewish guys and both of them didn't care. They didn't care that I wasn't Jewish and they, and one of them is a little bit more traditional, but he didn't care. So I think, you know, I think it's nice to have a lot of different platforms to try. For me, I feel like I've just, overdone bumble and hinge i'm kind of done with it and it's every time i log on it's because it's like the 23rd time now like it's like i see the same people and i'm tired of the same conversation so it was very refreshing to see new faces and and actually it was interesting because the two matches that i had were guys that were like in la like i'm an hour and a half east of la so I don't know. Maybe it was the blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> oh, it's such a nice report, though. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. You made, made me think of two things. The first is, can you like articulate uh, three traits that you're looking for in a partner? Sure. Oh, you put me on the spot here. Someone who 
is kind. That is a big one. And by kind, it's very, I know that's a very general, but I need someone who's on the same, so envelops the same side politically in terms of uh, believing that love is love and kind to humanity and wearing masks right now because that's the best thing to do for people. So, you know, kind of that, uh, how you treat your waiters, how you treat people outside, how you treat me opening doors for me just because of kindness, because you want to, so that's a big one. And then intelligence is number two. I need to be with someone who is not necessarily highly educated, um, although I think I'm more drawn to people who are highly educated, but, you know, someone that is smart, <laughs> you know, and smart in in a emotionally intelligent way as well. So just very in tune with and can carry a great conversation and just kind of like keeps me on my feet because they know more things than I do. Um, and then I guess the third would be someone who is a strong person, but is easygoing enough that lets me have my way when I need it. <laughs> because I don't want to be in a relationship again where I'm in charge, but I am a very strong personality and I tend to take charge very easily. I like to have the control. So I need someone who is attracted to that, to like that kind of strong woman, but also can put their foot down and be like, hey, Liana, you're being kind of a bitch, right? Well, I may not use that words, but you know, you're being kind of a brat, you know, you need to chill or actually don't ever tell a woman to chill, but um, <laughs> Don't ever call her a bitch and don't tell her to chill. But no, just like, hey, Liana, like I, this is really important to me right now. You're not listening to me. I need you to just, just, um, just take a moment and you take a moment. So, you know, someone that, that is also strong, but that we don't butt heads. So, Mm, cool. so basically what you're thinking right now is she's going to be single forever. (laughs) I'm a big believer that like, you have the ability with your clarity on what it is if, and, and sort of exp- like calling that in by just declaring that that's what you're looking for, filtering out people who aren't that. And um, I, no, no question in my mind, there's, you know, 5,000 dudes within your general vicinity that are that person, you know, looking for you right now, period. That fit that, that, fit that parameter, no question. But I think Aww. it takes knowing, knowingness of both what, what it is you're looking for and, and then, uh, you know, putting it out there. Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate that. I also believe in the power of saying what you want and what you need and speaking that out loud because I think that it does something to it reiterates that within ourselves and then subconsciously then we're we're either drawing that to us or we're drawn to it. So Totally. Yeah. Well, I have, um, just to kind of wrap up here, I have a, I asked my listeners if they had any questions for you. So I only have, I only have a few, um, but I have one, I have a girlfriend, she's a comedian and she's Jewish and she uses J swipe. And I said, Hey, do you, I'm talking to the founder of J swipe. Do you have any questions for him? She goes, why is everybody on J swipe Russian? (laughs) Interesting. I mean, it's not my experience here, but I think it's probably because of geo filters like it's maybe where she is and where she's filtering 
like if she's like 20 miles, you know, around her is, is potentially like a super Russian Jewish oh. community. So everyone she's seen is going to, you know. She is in LA. So maybe you're right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, what it's, that's what it's got to be. Yeah, something like that. Although in, in LA, there's also a bunch of Persian Jews on, on J-Swipe as well. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Maybe for some reason she thinks they're Russian. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of already answered this question, but is it a red flag if someone doesn't want to video chat, chat but texts and talks all the time? I, I'm, I, I'm a believer in... It's a red flag if you're ever asking yourself if it's a red flag. Like, if you're ever confused, if you're ever like, huh, I like, if you can't tell, then fuck them. On to the next one. Because, like, you want someone who is the most amount of into you that you would totally know. It would be clear. You would feel, you know, you would feel that goodness of, like, of, of knowing that you're, that, that someone you're into is, like, super into you. Like, you would just, like, and so if it's ever not that, for sure, for example, if someone's like, I don't know, I don't want a video before a first date, like then, and that's important to you, it, it, on to the next one, for sure. I seriously loved what you just said. Like, I just wanna, I just wanna sit on that for a moment because I am the same way. And it was funny, I talked with Ross Azdorian last week. Man. I know you know him. Um, man. But he disagrees with me. He, I, I said, my opinion is when you are meet someone, you should know in a month, two months, whether they like you or not. It should be very clear. You should you should never have to second guess. There's a there's like a famous not a famous, but there's a viral meme that goes around like if they like you, you'll know. If they don't, you'll be confused. Mm -hmm. And you're absolutely right. If you're asking if it's a red flag, if you're asking if they like you they probably don't like you or they're not sure. And is that really, do you want to be with someone who's not really sure? Like I don't, you know? So I, I really, I love that. And I think that's so empowering for my listeners that you just said that. So also then just to make sure that people don't fall into a loop that I have personally fallen into many a loops of, which is as like a dreamer and as an optimist and as like a hopeless romantic, the idea of like, like in the past where, when I, if I didn't know and I couldn't tell and I was like, is that a red flag? I've definitely like the other funny meme that I really, really learned about and now get fully. I don't know if you've seen the meme. It's like, it's like a dude is on like on one knee, like handing a bouquet of red flags to this, to like some girl. And, like, oh, thank you for me. and it's like, it's like also trust the flags. Cause lots of times I've been yeah. like, Oh flag. But I'm like, but no, they're, they're, they're probably actually really a wonderfully nice person. It's just da, 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 da. like, don't make, don't make up in your mind excuses for other people that, you know, yeah. just let, you know, take, take and trust, trust your gut, trust your intuition. Yeah. There has to be a balance. There should be, there should be a strong like for the other person that's equal. And then you need to be able to set boundaries for yourself that when you do see those red flags or, you know, this person isn't for you, you can walk away. Totally. Yeah. So the the last two questions are very similar. Why do I keep getting shitty guys? <laughs> I mean, it's just part of it. You know, I mean, I'm curious your thoughts, but what I guess, what are some things you could look for on dating apps that would stand out as kind of like them not being a great person? Mm. Well, it's funny because this almost connects with the one thing I want to make sure we talk about just before we close after the, after the second question, which it, but 
first is put like for my, I think the general steps to finding you know the person or finding what you're looking for is first clarity on what that is. Like some people tell me that they're looking for big love and like they're still texting their ex and still hooking up with like some people and it's like it's it's not congruent, right? And so sure. what you Absolutely. know first like real clarity on what you're looking for and and also something that someone said to me once was really really flipping powerful because like it was I was observing a conversation about someone's telling you know someone about what they're looking for and lots of it was like external like about the the partner about like who about the person that they're looking for and they're like well i want them to this and this and this which i think is important too to have clarity around that and then they like the powerful reframe was how do you want to feel around them or how do you want them to make you feel so it's Mm -hmm. actually more about like you in terms of who you're looking for as much like i want to feel seen loved supported like whatever the things that you want being with that person to make you feel which was a powerful reframe but so clear get clear on what you're looking for you know both broadly and then also you know specifically i guess traits in them and then also like how what what you you want being with them to invoke you know in you and then clear space and so clearing space is like if you really want that thing or that relationship or that whatever like you can't have you know different texts coming in throughout the week from different people that you're, you know, still chatting with, or even maybe just not breaking it to that, like kind of it's over or like maybe you're leaving it open just in case or any of that. It is, is if it's, it's taking up space, it's taking up sort of uh, head space, emotional space, heart space. It, so clear space. And so, and the last one is, is lean in because it's going to be scary vulnerability, you know, vulnerability doesn't feel safe and it doesn't feel, you know, protected and, it feels like people are showing up on first dates, heart closed with like layers of sort of, you know, you know, armor to protect themselves from getting hurt. But that same armor is preventing them from actually fostering intimacy or connecting with someone uh, in, in such a way that that spark can really sort of start to, to root or like to grow. And so have clarity, clear space, and then lean in. But to answer your question or your friend's question directly, I would say, um, declare it put it out there i mean the thing that i wanted to you know bring up before we ended so maybe i think this could be a good sort of segue to that is i'm still i'm still hung up on this like this fuckboy issue because because i think my i have a theory and my theory is that like it really all hinges on the doing it intentionally totally fuckboy and doing it unintentionally because of a lack of sensitivity or emotional attuneness or EQ where the, and so I'm, I have the theory is that I wonder if there was almost like a disclaimer, like there's an antibody test. Like I want there to be like a fuck boy test, right? Like, can we figure out <laughs> a thing that you say, whether it's something on your profile or something like before you get intimate the first time or something on a first date, like, can we just figure out a thing that one says? And it probably should be, I mean, I don't, I hate to, you know, say that it should be the people dating a fuck boy or like not wanting to, you know, find the fuck boy. But if someone said like, Hey, I want you to know, I like you. And this feels really nice, but I want to be clear that what I'm looking for is X, Y, and Z. And I'm very, very sure of that. And so you're great and wonderful. And I've appreciated this time so far, but if what you are not looking for is X, Y, or Z, then I'd rather not be intimate or physical with you right now. And it's all peace and love. 
if someone said that and they still did it, then definite fuckboy, they deserve to be, you know, what horrible person. But I, I think that lots of the people that were more, were marking up as fuckboys on Insta actually might just be not emotionally aware enough, but aren't going to be the horrible people that would still hear that coming from a heart place of like, like just pure, like love and truth and go like for it anyway, like, uh, I, I hope to God that they are not that horrible. Right. I, I really hope so. And I believe that like at least a good amount of them aren't. If, if that was just made clear to them, I think that what we're in is a dance of an interconnected of withholding our truths and our desires and our needs in order to pr- preserve like the good vibe and, and not like end or, or, you know, divert something that otherwise is feeling good. You know, I've done it like in, in, in cases where I've like, I've wanted to date someone, but like I wasn't getting the full vibe back from them. So like, even though like I wanted to like, maybe like get more serious, like I would withhold that in order to not, you know, bring up the potential of actually it not working. Like, so I'll just keep that to myself. And I think in this case or in lots of cases, maybe people are just withholding their truths. And as a result, that dude might not even realize what he's doing or that he's an asshole. Um, and so I wonder if there's an antibody test for fuckboys, which is some type of disclosure that you could put on your, I don't know if it's your bio I, and maybe it's, maybe it's everywhere. You get the full, or, or maybe it's, maybe it's not, maybe it's, you know, on the date or maybe I've had, you know, I, I had one experience last year of someone like right before getting intimate, say something being like, Hey, da, 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 da. I just want to make sure like you're like, you're open in like, and you were on the same page. Okay. And I was so impressed. It was so powerful. And mm. so it's like, how can we, how, like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I want to, I want to empower rather than victimize. And I want to give the benefit of the doubt that some of these dudes who in the way that you describe it are horrifying people actually just don't have a flipping clue, right? What, what they're doing. And hopefully if they were presented with the prompt that gave them the distinct choice to either be a flippin' asshole, right? Or be a good guy that many more than don't do it inadvertently would be a good guy. That's my hope. I'm not sure what will happen. I, I love all of that. And I think just to add to it a little bit more is I think that I agree with what you're saying. And I, and I do want to encourage women to be able to voice what they want and what they need. I think that's part of it, you know, is I think a lot of women are scared to do that because they're scared to scare the guy away. And I, I'm going to be honest, I do scare a lot of men away because I'm like, hey, listen, this is what I want. This is what I need from you. And I'll, they don't like it. You know, so I think that's a good test of character or test to see if that person is the right person for you. I would, I, let's language it like that, though, because scaring them away, like that, it almost like, yes. And it's filtering out people like it's, it's actually preserving you. It's like you're yes. what you're doing is filtering out people that aren't right for you, ultimately, which is, which is so empowering to you. Right. To do that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I agree. Well, that was such a great way to end the episode. Thank you so much for coming on, David. Um, where can or how can my listeners find you on Instagram? I'm on Insta, just my name at David Yaris, Y-A-R-U-S. And um, yeah, that's it. Or you can find me on JSWIP, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you can, well, you can follow JSWIP on Instagram and, and go try JSWIP out. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was so fun.
Of course. Thank you so much for coming on. This was amazing. It, it, it was an honor and a pleasure. And I, I'm really curious. We're, we're going to figure out this, this antibody test. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I, I'm on board. All right. Thanks, David. Thank you, David, again, so much for coming on the show. I just really appreciated your input. And that was such a great interview. So thank you for your time. Again, you guys, if you want to check out JSwipe, it's really a great app to use. And you can follow David at David Yaris, Y-A-R-U-S, or at JSwipe on Instagram. Okay, so I wanted to end today, I got some listener questions. And so I wanted to end with our segment, the H&G Q&A. <laughs> I think I got that right. So the H&G Q&A. Um, and yeah, just answer a couple questions for you guys. So the first question is, did you ever have the one that got away? So my funny answer to this one is I never had the one that got away, but I had a lot of the ones that ran away. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think because of my anxious attachment style, I tend to attach very quickly. And so there's not really anyone that I've felt like I've missed out on the opportunity. I've also had, you know, a lot of guys come into my life that really, really liked me and I just wasn't feeling it. And we spent some time together and then I just let him know that it wasn't the right thing for me. And but no, I I honestly don't feel like I've ever had the one that got away. I'm very happy with all of the decisions that I've made. I've healed from the men that have hurt me. And I don't feel like I will ever get into a relationship and be thinking about someone that I didn't get a chance with. So that is the answer to that one. The next question is, what advice would you give to a guy who always seems to date women with major issues? So I know I hammer this into you guys so much, but I'd recommend listening to the attachment episode if you haven't, because what it sounds like is maybe you're attracting this type of woman because you haven't worked on something in yourself. So if you're an anxious attachment style, then maybe you're attracting avoidant attachment style. And maybe there are some issues that come along with that. If you're an avoidant attachment style, maybe you're attracting women with an anxious attachment style. And there are issues that come along with that. So what I would say is first do the work on yourself. So make sure that you're very aware of anything that you've struggled with in your childhood or any trauma or hurt that you've had and try and figure out why you keep attracting this type of woman. The other thing I would say is once you have that awareness in yourself, then see if you can start to more quickly figure out if that's that same type of woman at the start of things. Like for instance, even though I still attract avoidant men, I am quicker to realize that they're avoidant and then I'm quicker to get out of it. So do the work on yourself. Try and be aware of the women you're dating. And if it seems to be a cycle, then you need to figure out 
why that cycle is continuing and try and get out of those relationships as quick as possible. And then the last listener question is, why aren't people asking questions? And I think this has to do with dating apps. And honestly, the most simple answer to that is they just aren't feeling it. They're just not into it. And it's not personal. It's a dating app. They don't know you. They see you from a picture. I've had plenty of guys that I've had conversations with that I've really enjoyed, and then all of a sudden they drop off the planet, or I'm the one that asks the question, or I say, hey, do you want to FaceTime? And then I never hear back. So yeah, just try not to take it personally, move on to the next one, and essentially you want to look for someone who is equally asking you questions. If you're the one that's leading the conversation, then that needs to stop, and you need to wait for someone who is equally engaging in the conversation um, because then you know they're they're just as interested and then you go on to the next step and you have the FaceTime call and then maybe you end up meeting, okay? So that's my answer to those three questions. If you guys have any other questions, please submit them to me. I'll continue to do uh, the segment, the H&G Q&A. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode today. Please make sure to follow me on Instagram at hello and goodbye podcast and at underscore Leanna Joan. You can find me on Twitter, hello underscore by underscore pod, the HNG Hive on Facebook. You can find me on TikTok now at Leanna Joan. I've been having so much fun with that. And then please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.